Yo, what's up? This is another episode of 30 Minutes with the Perrys. 30 Minutes with the Perry. You always got to break out with songs. <laughs> That's your thing. I actually need to stop uh, singing flat and, and off key. That's, that's embarrassing to my uh, Enneagram 3 vibes. So, you know, yeah, I need yeah. to get better at that. And you're actually a decent singer. Every time I can I carry it, a tune. You can carry a tune. Mm-hmm. And people don't even know that. No. You should go ahead and bust one out for the people. I'll pass. Come on, babe. No, that's, that's cool. Like, like Jackie, she be walking around the house and she like straight, like legit be hitting notes. I'm like, you can like sing if you actually like. No, I, I think effort. if I got lessons, I could probably, I can, I can get away with some things. I, I, I could be like Drake. You know, Drake ain't hitting no runs and stuff like that, but he's he's like in pitch yeah, like all like, the time. God gave Jackie like 90 gifts. <laughs> <laughs> Straight up and down. Anywho, uh, me and Preston were watching the series on Netflix. Uh, the, the series will go unnamed. Uh, but there was this um, part of the show where this guy who's married, him and his wife are going through some things. Some dang things. Some stuff. And, you know, it was causing tension and disconnection in the marriage. And while he was at work, one of his coworkers was kind of around him, like around his desk. And there was like this odd energy lurking, in the scene. Lurking, lurking. Yeah, it was this odd energy where they kind of liked being around each other, but they weren't saying that. And like they were kind of like lingering and like never saying nothing like, you know, explicitly bogus. Right. But it was kind of like, so, ooh, y'all need to stop that. Yeah. And I paused and I told Preston, I said, that right there is how people get caught up in all kinds of mess because they don't guard their heart in marriage. Because Jackie will pause the show in a minute. I had to get my idea out. From one scene and like preach a mini sermon and then press play. I got to get it out. I, ha- I had to get that out. <laughs> like, hey, okay. And so I was like, man, <laughs> this would be a, a good podcast topic about how to guard your heart in marriage. So with the Perry's is is going on tour. Straight is. Don't know if you knew that already. Yep. I think we're doing 14 cities. Oh, yeah. You wanted me to say something. We're doing 14 cities. And uh, he's going <laughs> to talk about apologetics. And what you going to talk about? I'm going to preach some some Bible. And then we're going to have a live conversation with the saints about something that you pick. We're going to give y'all the opportunity to pick the conversation that we actually end up having. And it's going it's gonna to be God glorifying. It's, uh, it's going to be uplifting um, to, to, to the body of Christ. But mm-hmm. we're going to have fun. I think so. We're going to have a lot of fun. A lot, Also, too, a lot of y'all have been trying to get the Bold Apparel merch, and I'm bringing all the merch on tour. Oh, like, yay. Like, all of it. Beautiful. You know, and we're also coming on tour with our books, with oh, yeah. my new book, uh, all of Jackie, 1,900 books. It's only four. Uh, it's, a, it's a lot. Um, and so, man, be on the lookout, man. All right. So, show notes, www.withtheparis.com forward slash tour. We haven't only seen it, you know, on TV. We've seen it in real life as well. Everybody. Yeah. You know, like there's 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 so much opposition spiritually uh, to the unity that God intends for two people to have. You Absolutely. know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so, like, I don't know. What let's first say, what does it mean to guard your heart? Even the Bible says, guard your heart, uh, for it is the wellspring of life. I think I've messed that verse up. Probably but did. the Bible tells us yeah. to guard ourselves. What, what does that, just practically, what does that mean? 
Yeah, I think it means to 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 do the necessary things um, that we need to not put ourselves in positions where we would have to choose sin over righteousness. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Because um, I think a lot of times um, sin starts with us putting ourselves in a position where something might look enticing or mm-hmm. might be tempting. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, man, you, you're not really guarding your heart mm-hmm. if you go to a place where women are going to be all loosey-goosey mm-hmm. when you've dealt with lust in the past. Yeah, it's like guarding your heart is this. You know, if you know that you struggle with gluttony, guarding your heart would be like, huh, I probably shouldn't go to Golden Corral today. Right. Or when the Krispy Kreme like, like ready sign, hot sign is on. Let, let me you, keep driving. You probably yeah. You probably just got to keep driving and don't look right. Yeah, like you, you're not guarding your heart because you put yourself in a position to be tempted. Absolutely unnecessarily. Right. And so a part of guarding your heart is self awareness, knowing what's enticing, knowing what triggers you, knowing what could lead you astray from truth, the gospel, God, your spouse, whatever. And moving accordingly. Yeah. Okay. So now when we apply that to marriage, guarding your heart in marriage means put never putting yourself in the position to sin against God and sin against your spouse. Guarding yourself from whatever would break that commitment that you make. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's good. I think also, too, what guarding our hearts can look like is doing the best we can to not... Um, to not always compare our spouses with other people. So that's a way to guard your heart. Yeah. yeah. And so like if your spouse falls short in this area, to not always look at men who excel where your spouse um, kind of fails at times. Oh, yeah. Uh, because I think that kind of like, oh, you know, such and such does this. Why you don't do this? Yeah. It's like, no, like that person that, that that's probably excelling in the area probably didn't always excel in the area. They, they they were able to grow. I think a part of that temptation to compare your spouse to another person is like covetousness a little bit. Hmm. Where it's like, you do X, Y, and Z wrong. I think homeboy did or does X, Y, and Z right. I wish you were homeboy or homeboy was you. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. And that, that literally is when you start going there, it starts to get a little bad. Because you know why? What that does is it starts to make you dis- discontent with the person you're married to. Absolutely. And that all types of sin can come out of that. Yeah. And so and I think the devil is so crafty. He he works with our our impatience and he works with the things that we covet. Right. And the devil is the type of lane that would send the right person along that will give you the attention or uh, will impress you in ways that your spouse doesn't mm-hmm. and lead you away, lead your heart away from 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 your spouse. Yeah. Uh, when in actuality, it's just not fair, right? Because you don't know, like this person that you're super impressed with, mm-hmm. right? You don't know what process they went through. You know what I'm saying? And you don't know them, right? Let's be clear. I was watching. Uh, <laughs> I told you about this while watching. I watched this old episode of Oprah on YouTube. It's probably still on there. And she had a, 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 a round table with men who had cheated on their wives. That was the first episode. The second episode was a round table with 
women who were mistress, mistresses. Hmm. And it was so interesting. I think I remember seeing something like that when I was little. Because she kept asking all these men, why did they cheat? And they would be like, you know, basically like the, the mistress, like every time I would come over, she would cook for me. She would listen to me. She wasn't, you know, uh, you know, nagging and all of this. Like she basically gave him everything they wanted in their wife. Mm -hmm. And the crazy thing, I was like, they're so deceived though, because if they were to get in a relationship with these women and be around this woman, she would also become the same way as your wife because she's a human being. Like she's giving you all of this because y'all only seeing each other two hours a week. Right, right. You don't even know her. You don't like you're not even committed to her. Like she's only giving you a little bit. Yeah. And so to expect that your mistress will not also become just I don't know. Yeah. You get what I, I'm saying? Yeah. Basically, what you're trying to say is like our impatience and our and our our, our lack of content makes us not content in who delusional delusional and not content in who we're with and so we 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 find what we're what we're missing in other people not realizing that if we get into a relationship with this other person they're going to feel us in a whole too. different exactly. set of ways the grass ain't never greener the grass ain't never greener on the other side and so but the the devil and our sinfulness would like to convince us that it is mm-hmm. because we're impatient and we don't want to grow up with the people that we're with hello we don't want to work we don't want to work i get it though like <laughs> obedience is hard I think another way to guard your heart. Well, I'll say this. I think in light of the whole covetous, covetousness piece and the discontentment is being careful, even when it comes to social media. Yeah. Like who you follow. Absolutely. Um, because I think that could breed some like jealousy and all types of stuff where you see like, you know, this dude taking this wife out on all these trips and got roses on the bed, which is a hot mess anyway, because who going to clean it up? Getting her chocolates. <laughs> and you like, he don't never take me on trips. He don't never put roses on my bed. He don't never. But it's like, but he paying your bills and he, he rubs your back and he takes care of your children and he's faithful at church. Like right. he may not be able to be uber romantic, but he's responsible. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, so like there's always something good that covetousness will keep you from actually seeing. Yeah. That's really good. And that's, that, that's, that's really good. I, I, I think social media is, a um, uh, is, uh, a really big piece, especially when it comes to men, because I think, uh, men, we tend, um, not always, but typically we tend to be very visual people. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of times we can even grow a discontentment of our wives seeing, you know, different women's body types right. and different women, you know, looking a certain way. Um, and so like, I, I think that sometimes, like you said, we have to really watch who we, who we follow on social media because it, 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 it can become a thing. But also too, I think one thing that, can help um, us guard our hearts in marriage is dealing with the trauma of our past. Explain. I say dealing with the trauma of our past because I think what happens is sometimes we we can get into marriage um, and not and not dealt with the the trauma of our past. And I think what happens is when we when we get married, this person who becomes the closest person to us has the power to affect us in ways that nobody in the world can, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you, you're more vulnerable mm-hmm. in this relationship than any other relationship in the world. Mm-hmm. And so I think a lot of times with men and women, right, 
is that the moment our spouses disappoint us, yeah. it triggers like this lifelong trauma that we had even before we got in this marriage. Mm. And we seek outside sources to satisfy us uh, instead of instead of no dealing with no like your wife disappointed you or your husband disappointed you not because what they did to you was so detrimental mm. is that you never dealt with the little hurt boy my god in you my god you never you never dealt with that little hurt girl uh-huh. in you yeah yeah and so you came into marriage with all this bondage yeah and the moment they disappointed you mm-hmm. It felt like it, it felt like it, the it, world it, 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 the crashed. World, the world crashed. Yeah, you. you know what I'm saying. And I've seen a lot of men do that. Mm-hmm. That you know when that when that women reject them, it's like you know what you have done is you have associated this rejection with all of your mommy hurt. Mm-hmm. And so what you do, you go look and find a woman that won't reject you in the same way that your my wife God. Did. Instead of dealing with your trauma and say, man, your 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 rejection of me makes me feel like my, when my mom abandoned mm-hmm. me, right? And instead of dealing with that and becoming a whole person, mm-hmm. you want to go outside your marriage. Yeah, I mean, that is a way to guard your heart is to trace the feeling to its source. Absolutely. Right? So one of my um, triggers with you is to feel like if you, I don't know, if you say, Jackie, can you go do X, Y, and Z? If it feels like you are trying to control me, I will always resist it, which will look like or be a form of un, like being unsubmissive. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. And what somebody can say, oh, she's just a rebellious woman. I've had to trace back to being abused and not wanting to feel like a man was trying to control me. Right. And so now I have to go. I have to like go back to that place and say, OK, God, this this is this is the wound. Mm-hmm. This is some pain mixed with some sin i need to help you help me (laughs) to not like feel like Preston is trying to control me when really he's just asking me can i close the refrigerator door because it's a a difference between your your wife deeply wounding you and your wife triggering wounds that you've never dealt with yes it's a difference yikes wow whoa it's a difference. Truth bomb. And, and so, and so. Mike drop. <laughs> right? It's a difference. And so what, what I'm not saying is that she didn't sin against you. Uh-huh. I'm not saying that she didn't hurt you in some type of way, or form or fashion. What I am saying is how deeply you were affected points to something way deeper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's that, it's that unhealed version of yourself that you never dealt with. And so you're looking for a woman that will not disappoint you in the same way or, mm-hmm. or, or who won't reject you in the same way, who will rub your back when your wife said no. Mm-hmm. And it's like, nah, bro, <laughs> your wife ain't really the problem. Mm-hmm. You the problem. In, in an earlier episode, we had a real small banter about fragility. And this isn't to boo-boo on men. but it's about I, the boo-boo on men. <laughs> I just think... I think we need to address the emotional fragility of men because I see adultery on the part of a man as a weakness. You are a weak man. If you cannot withstand rejection to the point that you are willing to betray your spouse, your family and your God just to be coddled. That's a problem to me. Well, you disagree. Um, That's weak. Um, a 50-50, I disagree with you. Okay, what's I mean, the other 50? So I think I don't I don't I don't I don't think okay, let me say this. 
I'm not saying that it's not a form of weakness. I just think that it's, it's deeper than that. Of course it is. Right. And, and what, what I mean is, I think a, a, a word that kind of fits better with me in my mind is wounded. Mm. A person who is wounded, <laughs> hear me out. A person who is wounded and a person who is never given the tools to learn how to deal with their wounds. Now, I do think that the 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 point of you feeling like you have to go outside of your marriage to 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 cheat on somebody is trash which is weak but i'm saying the motive in no which it is a weakness because you are unable to withstand temptation oh well, yeah absolutely that's a weakness okay now i get what you're saying i get what you're saying yes so you are you are so fragile to the point that because she said no you cannot withstand, you can't endure it. You can't, you can't, you can't, you can't, you can't handle it. Your identity is, is, is breaks apart. So it's like, oh, I got to go out and do this so I can feel like a man again. That's not manhood. That's little boy behavior. So with the Perry's is, is going on tour. Straight is. Don't know if you knew that already. Yep. I think we're doing 14 cities. Oh, yeah. You wanted me to say something. We're doing 14 cities. And uh, he's going <laughs> to talk about apologetics. And what you going to talk about? I'm going to preach some some Bible. And then we're going to have a live conversation with the saints about something that you pick. We're going to give y'all the opportunity to pick the conversation that we actually end up having. And it's going to, it's going to be God glorifying. It's uh, going to be uplifting um, to, to, to the body of Christ, but mm -hmm. we're going to have fun. I think so. We're going to have a lot of fun. A lot, Also, too, a lot of y'all have been trying to get the Bold Apparel merch, and I'm bringing all the merch on tour. Oh, like, like, all of it. Beautiful. And, you know, and we're also coming on tour with our books, with oh, yeah. my new book, uh, all of Jackie, 1900 books. It's only four. Uh, it's, a, it's a lot. Um, and so, man, be on the lookout, man. All right. So show notes, www.withtheparish.com forward slash tour. That's little boy behavior. Yeah. And I is. feel like I feel like we got to just call it for what it is. Yeah. And I understand that the context is that a lot of men have not been discipled or fathered to be actual men. Mm -hmm. Like even C.S. Lewis said how like people, humans, because they have not, because they always give in to temptation, that it, it really reveals how weak and how fragile they actually are. Versus Jesus, who endured temptation for 33 years and never once submitted to it. That's actual manhood. Yeah. That's actual strength. Absolutely. And so I'm done boo-booing on men, but I just, I'm yeah. just saying. Yeah, I, I, do think, I do think that it is um, um, weakness, you know what I'm saying, which... which we're all kind of born weak, right? Um, and we're born loving the things that God hates and hating the things that God loves. I think the problem comes in when men, um, when society teaches us that um, um, a real man is not rejected by um, women, right? Um, and I, so I think a lot of that plays into society teaching men mm -hmm. that, you know, a, a, a woman a woman shouldn't reject you a woman should right. want you all the time and yada 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 and so when your wife rejects you you feel like she's rejected your whole being when mm -hmm. she's just tired yeah you know what i'm saying um <laughs> she's just tired bro <laughs> raising her, her, your kids her, her back just hurt you know what i'm saying um and so we want to go outside you know our marriage because yeah we yeah but I, 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 I agree it's weakness i think on the other end uh i appreciate that i think on the other end though me and Preston were talking about this uh, it's not to say that women don't commit adultery because they do. That's I, I was just about to ask you that. But I'm not letting y'all off the hook. 
Don't. But I do think that from my experience, women are less likely to cheat on a man because of their hurt. But what I do see is that they will begin to withhold their time and emotional energy as a response. So if a woman feels rejected, if a woman feels unsafe, if a woman is frustrated, she most likely will not go entertain a man or pull up a porn pornography video. And some do. So this isn't like a monolith, but it is what I've seen and experienced is that, you know, you're just not going to get a lot of energy from me. And so if I have a job, I'm going to put a lot of my energy into that job. If I know how to make money, I'm going to put a lot of en- so my not, energy into so making money. not committing adultery, but cheating on your husband with your work. Potentially. Yeah. My, and, but even, not even my work, just my time and my emotional availability. I'll become more emotionally available to my friendships and not you. And so I think that's one way for a woman to kind of numb herself is to simply just be like, oh, that's what we're doing? Cool. So how can a woman <laughs> guard her heart to prevent that? You got one, you got to notice when it's happening. Like, because some of it is a, is, a, is a coping mechanism that you might be used to. So you don't even know when it's happening, hmm. you know? And so you, I think you have to become aware of yourself where it's like, oh, I'm starting to withdraw. So like identifying that and then immediately going to the father for help. God, I, I feel myself wanting to close myself uh, from my husband out of fear because that's what's under it is I don't want to be hurt, so I need to close off myself so you can't wound me again. But what happens is, as I close off myself so I don't get wounded, I also close off, close, close off myself from the ability to love you. And so I can't, I can't guard myself and love you at the same time, hmm. which is mad frustrating. Do you, <laughs> I hope this question makes sense. Do you, do you think there is, what are the, what are the, the practical implications we can we can we can do in each other's lives to help each other as spouses yeah spouses to help each other guard like so for for example if you know that your husband i I don't think it's a woman's job to coddle uh their husband in a in a way that would uh comfort yes coddle no comfort not coddle right um she shouldn't do the necessary things in her marriage so her husband wouldn't cheat. That shouldn't be her burden, right? Mm-hmm. That, like mm-hmm. he should go to God with that, right? Facts. And and have a conviction from God. But do you think that 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 there is a, a, a concern that we should have with saying, "Man, I shouldn't just want my husband to to guard his heart uh, around other women or being tempted around other women." Is it something that I can do as a woman that can assist him? Uh, and help him or do you think it solely f- falls on us to guard our own hearts in marriage because because a lot of men that I've talked to have said things along the lines of like um yeah I know it's my own sin when I look at this woman or when I fantasize about this woman but I feel like when my wife is having sex with me or when my wife is not rejecting me so much it's not as a it's not as much of a temptation yeah I think we're all continual products of nature and nurture Mm-hmm. It is our nature to sin. Uh, it is our nature to go against God's design and act out in all kinds of ways. Uh, yet at the same time, God has given us a new nature where we are supposed to resist that and put it to death. Right. But we also are products of nurture, which mm-hmm. is 
how we were raised, the culture we grew up in, the neighborhood we have, the family line uh, that we come in, and this nurture even exists in marriage. Am I nurturing my husband in such a way that leads him or helps him to choose God? Or am I nurturing my mm. husband in such a way where I'm continually sinning against him so he's sinning against me in response? Woo. And so I do think it's both. That's really good. It's both. That's really good because a lot of men, and I think... I think men are, are much more complex individuals than society gives us credit for. For sure. Cause, uh, You're made in the image of God. Right, right. Because they will paint this picture. I think I kind of said this on another podcast. They will paint this picture that we're just sexual beings. But it's like, no, like a man just, a man wants to be feel nurtured and love and affection too. You and know what I'm saying? And a woman does too. Uh, and a woman does too. Because that's, that's, that, that's getting to what the whole point is, is that we are really, really, really needy people. Yes. All of us as human beings, we are we are needy. We want love, we want comfort, we want affection, we want security. Yeah. Um and and what happens is like you said earlier, is because I've given you myself in marriage, the pain hurts that much deeper. Yeah. And so I'm tempted to act out in crazier ways because of that that vulnerability. But I think at the end of all of this or at the bottom of all of it all of this is that we need to develop a reverence and a fear from God mm. because I think sometimes we could like land the plane on love your spouse so that your spouse will love you back or honor your spouse, which is all good and well. Yeah. But I have to love God more than I love you. Yeah. Because if I don't love God more than I love you, what happens when I stop loving you? Yeah. I'm more tempted to sin against God. And yeah. so it has to, there has to be some inner integrity so that I'm guarding my heart in private. <laughs> like I'm guarding my heart in ways that you will never know or never see because I'm first and foremost honoring the Lord. And this is the reason why, you know, I don't know if this is getting a little off topic of guarding our hearts, but this is the reason why women and men of God, please do not be tempted to fall in love with somebody who does not love Jesus. Mm -hmm. Because when that love for you kind of fades they have no other love to fall on yeah no strength from no strength to fall the on spirit. and so that that's that's one way in which we can guard our hearts as christians we have we have a consistent standard to look to i don't hurt you yeah. simply because you know uh, you know I, I i love you i i i don't hurt you because i have a moral standard to look to right and even when i do hurt you any like like i i I'm not just affected because you're affected. I'm affected because God is affected that I hurt his image bearer. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And so it's just That's a, it. It's a more That's it's just it. more weight, you know what I'm saying, on it. It takes some mind renewal. But when you start to trace the way you treat your spouse to your relationship with God, it's a game changer. Yeah. Because then you see, oh, the way I treat my spouse literally is an outworking of what I believe about God. Oof. And so like, yes, accountability, thumbs up. Yes, uh, putting, you know, uh, the little control things on, on your computer. Do that. Yes, like going to marriage retreats and all the things. I think all of that helps, but it will only help insofar as you love God. Yeah. And yeah. so like a part the of the whole thing is let me start to stir up my affections for God 
so that I'm really, really like out here walking in holiness at all times. Because because in guarding your heart, you can put all of those parameters in place. Yeah. But if you don't, if you don't, if your heart ain't changed, you're gonna do the same thing. Right. Yeah. You're gonna find hurdles. To, you know, you're gonna jump over those hurdles. You're gonna jump Easy. over those. You know, those things. And so, God has to be the standard. If God is not the standard of what we uh, um, get our our morality and our moral standard from. Like it's going to be so hard to guard your heart in marriage because we don't have a we don't have a, a moral standard of goodness, and so we have to consistently look to, towards the one who is good, and we have to be affected by the mm-hmm. things that affect his heart. If we if we're if we're not affected, yeah, it's going to be really hard to guard our hearts in marriage. Legit. Okay, let me say this, and then we get close. I th- I think um, a really important part. Okay, so Psalms one says, uh, "Blessed are those." who walk not in the counsel of the wicked, nor sit in the seat of, of scoffers, scoffers, or stand in the way of sinners. And I, I, I mentioned that song because who we do life with, mm-hmm. mainly our friends, like that is a way to guard our heart too. Mm-hmm. And so- That's really good. How, how, what would you, like how would you say your male friend, like what are, okay, That's I'll say this. so good. Are there particular male friendships that you will not engage with yes. and particular male friendships that you will engage with that have served Bro, you in your marriage? I'm so glad Sis. that you asked this question, wife. You're welcome. Because we, I was just having a conversation with the guy, uh, my, my friend yesterday about this. And we were on the phone and we, he was talking about his wife um, and I, he said something and I uh, I kind of corrected him. I don't want to say what he said or whatever, but I corrected him. And he was like, man, I'm so glad you're my friend. Mm. He was like, because uh, uh, I used to have friends who would just like let me uh, just talk about my wife and not give me a different perspective. It would like show me the things in my heart that I need to change. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and he does the same thing for me. And I have like six or seven good male friends that mm-hmm. that do that for me you know ezekiel like i have like you know and so uh i i i don't even dudes who who have a certain um way of of thinking mm-hmm. and dudes who uh can i say something you told me a long time ago yeah 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 when we were in chicago you were talking to we were talking about somebody and you was like, you know why I can't rock with him? And I was like, why? And you you were like, because he never talks about his wife. Yes. He never honors his wife. Absolutely. And I was like, huh? That's that, that's that's what I was, <laughs> that's what I was just about to say. Yeah. Even even how like when I first became a Christian and I first started to go in Christian circles, right? And um, I started to be around popular Christians, non-popular Christians, meeting meeting people a lot. I started to notice that the men who were more who 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 were the most emotionally healthy were the people who celebrated their wives and talked about their wives in such an honoring way. A, a honoring way, mm-hmm. and the men who didn't, mm-hmm. I started to see red flags that said, "Man, maybe you won't be beneficial for me as a close friend." And you remember that person is divorced now. Yes. Yeah. And so <laughs> there, there 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 is. There is a, a man now, a type of man now that I become cool with faster mm. when they have a deep 
um, reverence for God and a deep honoring for their wife mm. that lets me that, that 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 lets me know that man if I if I become friends with this dude he's going to encourage me to honor and love my wife mm-hmm. right and so it's it, it, it's been times where I've been around men like that mm-hmm. and I have left convicted to 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 be a better husband and to and to and to flee temptation yeah. right by being around them yeah. you know what I'm saying um that was one of the things that you know when we had dinner with uh uh not the name drop kirk franklin mm-hmm. he, when he was, oh yeah the way he talked about his wife oh, my goodness yeah like people were like oh you know like well you you, you got to meet me kirk franklin you know what i'm saying you got he to have literally dinner. talked about tammy yeah. no like literally he didn't talk about none of his hits <laughs> he didn't talk about none of his his yeah. grammys he just talked about how he loved his wife mm-hmm. and it was encouraging for me as a young man to mm-hmm. see an older man still in love with his wife mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying and not only did he talk about his wife but he he talked about the leadership that he had to be under, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, for, for years that, that that helped him be content mm-hmm. and to help him grow and to help him be stretched in order to grow in a certain, you know, space with his wife over the course of years. And yeah. so, yeah, that's a great question because I think who we surround ourselves around um, will help us guard our hearts and help us honor our spouses in a way um, that, can, that can help us have longevity in our yeah. marriage. Yeah, and I think the same for women. I think... Uh, women have to be mindful and discerning about being in friendship with and having conversations with people that is also equally honoring. Yeah. Because I, I do think it's a temptation. And, and some of it is is needed. Some of it is needed to say, hey, homie is frustrating me in this way. But you need to have a friend who will help you to not just land on the frustration, but also moving towards how to serve and pray for and help your husband in light of the way he's frustrating you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because I, I think conversations with women can be real specific and therefore highly critical. Mm-hmm. And so you don't want to get in the habit of always criticizing your spouse um, just because it doesn't it doesn't serve you in the long run. And so I do think I think friendships are hugely important. And how we guard ourselves. Because there's this one couple we knew. Uh, the the wife is just, you know, doing a lot. You know, just showing out on social media. You know, showing skin and, and doing a lot. And just being, you know, right. highly disrespectful to her husband. And I said, I wonder what kind of friend she has. And then I found out the friend she has. And I said, that makes sense because I knew that that individual was somebody that was gassing that behavior and not putting water on it and saying, nah, sis, like don't sin against your spouse, even in the way you speak. Yeah. And And if a a man doesn't have men in their life um, who will consistently challenge them when they start to complain about their wives or try to complain about what their wives are not doing. Uh, and never have a friend to say, man, maybe you've been a little bit domineering right mm-hmm. here. Maybe you need you need to stop being as controlling. Oh, bro, you know, like, you know, you need to be more patient. Mm-hmm. Uh, it'd be real hard for us to, to, to not, you know, to, to not guard our hearts when someone comes around and, and offers us all the things that, you know, that, that we love and we want when we think the whole issue is our wives and not us, you know there what I'm saying? Go. And so, yeah. Uh, what's that Golden Girl song? No, I don't know the Golden Girl. I don't. I, I don't know that song, but I do know you got a friend in me. You, you got, got a friend, friend in me. me. Wow. Bye. I, that that wasn't a note. No. no. <laughs> it, it wasn't. You be trying to play me. Peace. <laughs> Thirty minutes with the Perrys is a production of Ivy Media Podcast. 
edited by Angie Elkins, video recording and audio production by Kim Powell, artwork by Hop and music by Swoop. Join us on Patreon for early access to With the Perry's episodes and other exclusives. You got two options. You can go to www.patreon.com forward slash with the Perry's or just go ahead, scroll. You'll find the link in our show notes. We are the Perry's. Thank y'all for listening. Now go with God.